You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. You know, and one of the things that's hard, I mean, this is very similar. Brewing is very similar to the music industry. Um, you know, people that are the consumer or the fan see the fun and see the party. You know, they don't see the eight-hour drive. They don't see load-in. They don't see load-out. And it's very similar in brewing. They don't, they don't see the waiting around for the late truck to show up with your cans. They don't see the you're broken down. They don't see the, oh, the electricity went out and I can't do anything today. Because when we face the public, it's with a smile, you know? And no matter how hard your day is, somebody else might have had a worse day than you. And they're coming to the show and they're, or they're coming to have a beer to get rid of their bad day. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound, Talent, Media, and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. Hope you had a killer week. I most certainly did. I had such a blast at the five-year anniversary party that just took place this past Saturday at Mutaid here in Montreal, one of my favorite craft beer bars. Uh, I had such a blast connecting uh, with Snake and Away from Voivod. What an honor it was to have them uh, be there for a live podcast recording. That episode will be coming up in the next week or two. Very stoked to get that together and to share it with all of you. Massively stoked about the response of the Metal Injection Presents Fox and Hops Pit Culture Brews that dropped. Huge cheers to all the Quebec-based breweries that collaborated with Vox and Hops in the Pit Culture Project. I am super, super stoked. Uh, these brews will start distribution now, so if you are in the province of Quebec, you can go and hunt them out and gather all five of them to help celebrate the five years of Vox and Hops, enjoying five killer Pit Culture Brews. Very, very stoked. This Fox and Hops episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal is Montreal's premier metal promoter. If you are ever in Montreal and you are looking for a great metal show to go to, well, trust me, Heavy Montreal will have you covered. They put on a bunch of killer shows all year long. Uh, they are simply the best. Goddamn stoked to have them behind the podcast. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I would love for you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that just loves extreme music that just loves craft beer well you should absolutely let them know that the vox and hops metal podcast exists if you were to encourage one of your craft beer loving metalhead friends to become a brand new vox and hops head that would be something that i would truly appreciate now today's podcast is a very special one it consists of a bunch of content which i recorded while i was on tour with cryptopsy the carnival of death tour which just wrapped up a few weeks ago get ready everyone this is vox and hops episode number 432 with andrew tremblay the artist Evan Welch of Whispers from the Void podcast, Tony Bellis of KCBC, and Sam Riggins of Cosmic Eye. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Here we are, everyone. This is a very cool episode. Uh, my first episode back on a tour bus. 
I'm sure you can hear in the background the pleasant hum of the generator that rocks me to sleep at night that I've been missing since 2019. I am joined by two wonderful friends. Uh, we are at the first show at The Jewel in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, two friends that I've had for a long time, someone that I've been wanting to have on the podcast for a very long time, someone that uh, the podcast would not look the same if it wasn't for his relationship, and then another friend that we've never actually hung out and drank a beer together in the flesh because we are Thirsty Thursday friends, um, starting with the visual aspects of the podcast. We got Andrew Tremblay, the graphic artist. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. This is really cool. Nice Very. to actually be sitting down and doing this finally. Very excited. And we have Evan Welch that's here. How are you doing, Evan? I'm doing pretty good. You? He's half of the Whispers from the Void podcast. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we uh, typically have Phil, who's, who's not with us, sadly, because he's up in Quebec City, but I'll hang out with him and maybe grab him for an episode, too. I mean, you're going to have to. He's going to be very jealous when he hears this. Uh, <laughs> we are luckily um, about to drink a cool beer, which uh, Andrew um, brought for us. Is from Alagasha. Here, why don't, why don't you present it for, to the listeners? <laughs> All right. Uh, among some of the other beers, this is just the Alagash Haunted House. It is a hoppy dark ale, which notably has 6.66% alcohol. So uh, it's fitting for the time of the year and the show that we're about to be experiencing tonight. Uh, yeah, it's delicious, really uh, well-balanced, good body. Uh, I like how bitter it is with the... I like the malt and the bitterness of it. It's not like a sweet ale, and I think this balances out very nicely. I think... I haven't had a lot of beers like it. Interesting. Well, I'm very excited. I'm going to crack it open, serve it up to the three of us uh, at that moment. Um, what is your relationship with Allagash? Do you have any relationship, uh, Evan Welch? Uh, Allagash White. Allagash White was, uh, I would say, one of the first craft beers I had in my young adult life. Maybe a little sooner than 21, but uh, I drank that a lot. Um a lot. It was a good camping beer, but as far as Allega anything else from Allegash, I just haven't been that big of a fan. Really? Yeah. What else have you had? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I couldn't really tell you. I I've recommend... been to the brewery a bunch. Oh, really? Yeah, been to the brewery a bunch. Is it um, the Belgian ale style that you're not? Uh... You know, yeah, I'm really not on in like uh, the realm of like lights. Like I like dark. Well, this is very heavy. different. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, let's do a little cheers. No one's going to hear anything because I right. did not bring proper glass for sadly, so we'll pretend. Clink. Clink. Just, just uh, very stoked to be hanging out with you guys, tasting this very special beer uh, that we hypothetically might like. I'm hypothetically? <laughs> I know I like it, so it's fun. That's delicious. That's got a lot of bitters to it, huh? Hoppy Dark Hale. I love it. That's, right? That's Seriously, the it's the maltiness of it. It's like you get like the rich kind of like chocolatey, cocoa-y notes. But it's not a sweet beer. And it's also super, you know, an easy drinkability. It's really nice. <laughs> I'm stoked about it. It is uh, very crushable. Uh, the maltiness comes through beautifully. Um, hoppy bite, which is which is always enjoyable in a dark beer. Um, when I started the podcast, my wife, Jessica, the producer of the podcast, thought it was very important to have a, a visual aesthetic, a brand for the podcast, and I'm very lucky that a good friend, James, from the Thirsty Thursday gang, knew you, had worked with you, and introduced us, and 
You basically hit it out of the park right away, Andrew. Talk to me about designing the Vox and Hops logo. We wanted something metal that that was still super legible and readable, and then coming up with the hop, um, the hop head, as I call it. Right. Essentially. That's not, it's not a, like an old thing where it's like, how do you keep the aesthetic of metal without it being like so over the top that you, you know, possibly alienate other people that just don't want to try to figure out what they're reading. But um, it's like, this was not a particularly complicated one for me. It's like, this is simple. It's like, I get the idea. It's like, we're trying to bridge and the gap between, you know, just metal fans and beer fans and this is for both of them and you know there's a lot of interesting brand things that you see in beer i just think this was a an interesting correlation because i like drawing stuff it's very simple it's very lowbrow but it's very honest i don't know i (laughs) it was fun it was fun evan do you remember your first exposure to seeing the aesthetics of vox and hops and what your initial thoughts were that's going to make a great tattoo. <laughs> yeah, so I got, um, when you first came out with that, uh, really with the visual, I loved it. The first thing I thought of was just the hop with the skull face. Obviously, it's got like a skull and almost like the skull and crossbones, but he's got the uh, the microphones, you know, with some, like a real realism feel to it. I just thought it was really awesome. It was really, I was really impressed with it. It's like I wanted it to go back to like those classic emblems that you would see from like uh, the early death metal kind of things. It's like um, like Stormtroopers of Death or even though they're not death metal, but it's like I like that classic 80s, 90s kind of branding and image for metal bands because also it is super, I don't want to say approachable, but it's accessible. People enjoy it. It looks cool. That's really all there is to it. It's kind of like that, uh, the early thrash guys, like right. the big four, everybody had like their own logo, oh, but of it was course, so, yeah. became so iconic. Like that- DRI and like all of them. It's like, you know, those, you know, those symbols, you've seen them everywhere. And that's kind of the concept with the logo. <laughs> Eddie's face with Iron Man. Oh, of course. <laughs> it is, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful that Jessica pushed me to, uh, invest in creating assets that I've used time and time again but in different fashions. And, and there's a few key things that you've done over the course of the, the podcast, uh, such as um, the hop vines, which, which, which we see underneath, are basically, you made a long sleeve oh, it's design. It's so cool that you actually got them. They actually turned out really yeah, well. That's you a had really made a long sleeve design for the one-year anniversary where you also expanded upon the creation of the hop demon. The hop robot guy. The yes, hop robot that's right. Guy. I remember that. <laughs> where I was like, you know, Iron Giant. And you were like, I love that movie growing it's up. It's a and great like, movie. Perfect, perfect. So you understand all the time. So just key elements that I've used and reused and, and repurposed for so many things. And having the, the importance of having a brand identity. I'm happy that Jessica pushed me early on to do that. Because I would have just hypothetically just done something much more simple. Well, I appreciate the consideration and the hookup. That's really cool <laughs> when when you're not designing logos and designing um hop demons for for vox and hops uh what what do you typically work on give people a little bit of a, a background a picture as to what andrew andrew Tremblay does day to day well i design logos and demons for a lot of other bands <laughs> that's pretty much it uh yeah it's like no i 
very uh, fortunate. I worked with a lot of great bands. It's like designing logos, doing artwork and stuff, um, including it's like Imperial Triumphant was for the longest time my my longest running uh, client there for a very long time. Uh, yeah, I did their logo, their current, well, their first one or second generation, as well as the new one that they're still using now. Um, it's like I've worked with artists like uh, Ghost. I've done logos and T-shirts really? for him. Yeah, that's cool. That's much cooler than Cryptopsy and Matt. <laughs> I don't know. I was always wondering. It's sort of like, what does he ask me to do a Cryptopsy thing? <laughs> we just haven't gotten there. Is that? Oh, we have more beer friends coming uh, to say hi to us. Lucas is here. Um, in case people aren't aware, I opened up a, a doorway for Vox and Hopsheads to to bring me some craft beer, local craft beer, uh, to to in exchange for guest list. And it's it, a good trade. It worked out it's really, a really well. Good trade. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Uh, what beers did you bring, Evan? Because uh, you're, you're 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 quite a proficient uh, hophead yourself. I ended up picking from a brewery that I love, Imperial Brewing Company. They are also uh, sole purpose. Uh, we're going to keep hanging out. Um, I'm doing a multiple person episode that I'm going to craft somehow after this tour has ended uh, because I got to play a show within a little bit, but we're going to hang out a little bit. Uh, I'm going to get ready to play and uh, a pleasure just having you on the podcast, both of you. Dude, likewise, yeah, thanks no. for having us. <laughs> Massive cheers. Uh, here I am with Tony Bellis at uh, KCBC. Um, say the full name because I always say KCBC and I and I'm always a little bit confused. We say KCBC too. Uh, <laughs> the full the, the long names Kings County Brewers Collective. The collective is what gets me yeah, off at the yeah. end all the time. I know yeah. it's a, it's a hard one. That's why we just you know it's it's KCBC now. <laughs> I love it. I am in Brooklyn because uh, Cryptopsy is on tour. Uh, today's actually the release date of Asgamora Burns. Very very excited uh, to be celebrating that. But you guys are celebrating something quite big this weekend as well, and that's your seventh anniversary. So let's touch on that. Yeah, talk to me about uh, making it to seven years and what that feels like, and, uh, and then we can talk about the beer we're drinking. Cool. Um, yeah, seven years. It's insane. I uh, I wrote a rent check yesterday, and we're actually into the eighth year of our lease. <laughs> And I was like, how, how did it go eight years already? Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're a brewery here in, uh, Brooklyn, New York, uh, in the Bushwick neighborhood. Um, you know, we, uh, we do all kinds of different beers and we've been, we've been at it since, since 2016. So, um, you know, we've got a cool tap room here in Bushwick and, um, you know, make a wide variety of beers and, uh, you know, just like to have fun with it. I can tell you guys like to have fun. Uh, what are we drinking right now? It's a it's a Hell's. Uh, what, what, what's the name here? The, the names are always very interesting, so I like this. <laughs> yeah, our names are always. Uh, who knows what they are sometimes? Uh, this is Wheel of Misfortune. Um, There's a Hellas Lager, um, yes. just like light, easy drinking, crushable, super crusher. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, probably four four point two percent. I love it. Super easy drinking, perfect for a. It's it's hot and humid in Brooklyn today. It's um, we're gonna sweat it out at the meadow. That's you, for sure. You are going to have a hot night on stage. <laughs> <for the meadow. laughs> cheers for hanging out with me. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for meeting. Uh, bring people to the the concept, the idea of Brewer's Story. How did you end up 
seven years into a successful brewery. Uh, what was that first home brew? It's always that story that you didn't want to pay for beer, but you liked beer. That's typically what brewers say. I'm not sure if that's your story. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. hundred percent my story. Um, yeah, I've just always kind of been into beverages and food and I worked in the coffee world for a long time, okay, um, for over a decade and, um, started home brewing while I was living in California and moved, ba- moved back to Brooklyn in like 2010. And, um, I'd been, you know, dabbled in home brewing in California. I moved back here and just kind of like completely fell into it. And, um, knew I wanted to start a business someday. My wife and I kind of had dreams of that. And, you know, originally thought I was going to start a coffee roasting company. And at the same time as I I was working on a business plan for that, I was going down the homebrewing rabbit hole. And very quickly, I was like, we should open a brewery instead. (laughs) The the boom was right there. Well, the boom was right there. And I think really the trigger for me was seeing some smaller breweries open. Uh, There's a great brewery here um, just outside of Queens in Long Island called Barrier Brewing. They're really one of the first breweries I knew of that you'd call a nano brewery. They're brewing one barrel at a time and just like brewing seven days a week in these small batches. And it was a real eye opener to me. Just heart, I, heart and soul into Yeah, because I think, yeah, I think, you know, most other breweries I've gone into seemed really big and really expensive and really daunting. Totally you know? true. And so I didn't, I didn't see it as something I was like, I don't know how to get something into that. Something that you could build. Yeah. So it was cool seeing somebody, you know, do it on a smaller scale and that really triggered me, you know, so. Yeah. The brand is interesting. Uh, it's definitely what enticed me to come and connect with you. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I feel like either you had already been communicating to me because of the metal and the beer, but at what point did KCBC associate those two loves of your life? Um, I think, you know, I started with the brewery with my two business partners at the time, and we all kind of have you know, different, different passions. And I think we tried to really infuse all of that. You know, I've been a metalhead since I was nine, <laughs> since I got that first Motley Crue record. And, uh, you know, so I always thought it'd be fun to do something with that. You know, and I saw breweries like three Floyds and true that were kind of, you know, putting that into their ethos of how they did it. Um, you know, but, um, but there was three of us as business partners, you know, so we all kind of had like different artistic things that we liked. And so we've just kind of like incorporated it in as like a piece of what we do. Um, so, so you brought the metal, what would be the other interests that fell into the ethos? <laughs> um, comics and film, which yeah. falls into the, the can art. Yep, exactly. So, you know, um, my, uh, you know, the one business partner had a friend who, who was a illustrator and cartoonist, uh, and his name's Earl Holloway. Um, so we started looking as we opened and we wanted to start canning beer. We're like, you know, we knew we wanted somebody to do illustration, not like a graphic design project, but somebody, you know, hand drawing things. And he's like, Hey, we should, you should look at my friend's art. And we saw it and we're like done. Like this guy's awesome. So he's, um, he's been doing all of our art since day one, a couple little exceptions, Really, the exceptions are usually beers that we collaborate with bands on, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, yeah, we've you know often used art that they've you know had artists do for them. 
or have somebody do something custom that they've worked with before. So that's kind of a cool way of us like, you know, bringing that in. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, so, you know, and then film, you know, my, my one partner, Zach, uh, you know, he had a background in theater and advertising and, you know, he went, you know, went, went to school for theater and he's a film buff. So we do, we do a lot of film things we do, you know, a lot of film puns. And then, you know, Earl, who's the artist, he's, he's a comic book nerd and a sci-fi nerd so there, it's like all there's all blending in. There, there's a little there's there's a little film little comics little metal little sci-fi you know so we kind of do a little bit of everything which is a, all things that overlap in they do people's people that are interested in one or the other of those three things will definitely the venn diagrams overlap yeah if you have those four like people are going to be into at least two of them exactly which <laughs> is, it's, it's, it's super super cool and it works it works um Speaking about putting art on the can that you didn't design, you did do that for Vox and Hops uh, for Devastation on the Nation. Yeah, when they, yeah. It came through at St. Vitus. Uh, talk to me about that project. Um, I don't remember the beer because I, I didn't do my homework before sitting down. I don't remember the beer. <laughs> was it an IPA? Was uh, it a, I think it was. I think it was a. I think it was an IPA. <laughs> and now I'm trying to like I don't even I don't even remember what the the lineup was was the, the it was the, the tour was it was Borknagar that's right that's right Rotting Christ yep yep um, and other bands I've I've said it countless times on the podcast but <laughs> I know and I actually remember the night Vale of Nath. Abigail yep. Williams and Storm oh, Roller. I feel that's, like that's it. That's right. Um, it was a really hot show at Vitus. I, yes. I remember that. Yes. I remember Rotting Christ being on stage and just like dripping, dripping like the wettest hair ever. <laughs> and that's good for headbanging, actually. Yeah, it yeah. is. So <laughs> uh, Collabs with bands. Talk to me about making collabs with bands. Um, it represents your part of the ethos. But yeah. what bands have you worked with and what dream band would you like to work with? Mm, that's a good one. Um, done some Clap beers, uh, did one with Gate Creeper, uh, Behemoth, Revocation. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? You did just drop. I had just sat down with Dave. When, yep. you were, when you were dropping. I think he's going to come by tonight. <laughs> oh, we should tell him to come by to my place. Actually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't invite him. I should have. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> um, no, there's a bunch of bands I'd love to. Uh, we need to do a Cryptopsy beer at some point. Um, uh, I think uh, I'd love to do a Municipal Waste beer at some oh, point. Yeah, That's Dave a Woody. no-brainer. Craft, I mean, craft beer king. I mean, the king of craft beer and metal yep. right there. I'm I gotta, trying. I, I'm nipping at his heels. I got to do something with <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah, there's so... There's so many bands, um, you know, usually I just try, you know, at this point, I love, love to work with people who are also into craft beer, you know, um, that's the key, you know, it's like, who's, who's, who's on tour that's trying to find the local breweries, you know, and find somebody that actually, you know, wants to do something interesting with it, you know, so. I love that. I love the mentality of it. I love that you're here seven years in. Yeah. Um, you got a big party to plan. Uh, so we're going to keep hanging out, but not with Vox and Hops heads listening. Cool. This is uh, <laughs> always a pleasure to hang out with brewers and to showcase their stories for the listeners. So I'm happy we had a chance. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates. 
that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. What's up, everyone here? We are in uh, Nebraska. We're in Lincoln. 100%. We are with Sam Riggins. Uh, he is putting on the show tonight, which is unbelievable, because if I was anywhere near here playing a gig, I would come here. Uh, we are at Cosmic Eye Brewing. Uh, you literally just put out a beer today. Literally just put out a beer, and we wanted to make this as much of a one-stop shop for you while you're in town as we could, dude. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally, totally worked out that way, because I totally would have come here. Uh, let's start with that. It's Vox and Hops. Hang out with my metal friends, talk about their lives and music, sharing a craft beer. What, what is this beer that you've concocted and put together for the Metal Injection Presents Vox and Hops Pit Culture? Um, so this is a Berliner Weiss, um, which is a low ABV sour ale that originated in Berlin. Um, there's a couple of different ways that you can enjoy this beer. You can do it straight up or you can do it uh, with syrups. Uh, you can either do it with raspberry syrup or a sweet woodruff syrup. Looks like I screwed up here and didn't bring the straws, which are also <laughs> the traditional way to serve these and drink these in, in Berlin. Um, so if you're at a cafe in Berlin, you'd just kind of be sitting out in the sun on a warm day, sipping on some low ABV beers. And the syrup is just to kind of tap down the bitterness for people, or Hell not yeah. bitterness, sourness. Tart, uh, tart, tart. Yeah, the, they're tart, they're sour, and that syrup just kind of helps bring that tart down. So it's a little more refreshing. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, go, yeah. Go, go get some straws, and we'll do it yeah, the right yeah. way. We Let's time. go get some straws. Editing is wonderful. He's standing up. He's laughing. He's walking towards the bar. This is a cool place. If you've ever been here, I've never been here. Uh, the vibe is really cool. Long wooden tables that uh, were made from, cut from a tree that was on Sam's property. The woodmanship of, of the, the, the tree is, is quite sick. It's uh, very nice. He's got some straws. He's got a knife. He's cutting. Switchblade. He's got a switchblade. He didn't cut his fingers. He cut the straw, which is good. All right. Now that we're proper. Okay. So which one's which? This one's the raspberry. Yeah. The raspberry's a little bit pink and the sweet woodruff syrup's just a tints. It's just a little bit green. Cool. Let's, let's start yeah. with. Uh, uh, I like the woodruff a little bit better than the raspberry. Okay. Let's I try think. that. Cheers. Cheers, my man. Oh, no. Yeah. Because I had it before just uh, straight up and the sweetness right. just kicks in there. It's yeah, really yeah. interesting. It's, and the woodruff is just an interesting flavor because it's like. It's very, it's it's a familiar herbaceousness, but it's also like you can't really put your finger on it mm. because of the sweetness. Like it, it's 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 familiar and very different, kind of all at the same time to me. Very very cool. Take another sip. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't shout out the name of this beer, which yeah, is you are correct. Yeah. Stage stage diving grandma. 
So this is in honor of uh, our good friend Dave Witte's mom last year. Uh, she was 74 years old and did her very first stage dive. At a municipal um, waste show. At a municipal waste show. And, um, you know, I figured if we're doing beer names about pit culture, that it's one of the coolest things that I've seen in the last couple of years. And I know this guy like shown on metal injection a million times. So it's pretty cool to kind of tie it all in. So I love it. And you wrote Dave and asked his permission. Yeah, I, I hit the minute that you sent me this. This is the first thing that came to my mind. And I immediately hit Dave up and he was like, dude, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sally, thanks for doing your part for heavy metal and beer culture and inspiring um, us and inspiring a lot of this. So cheers to you guys. We love we love the witties. <laughs> I love it. What about the hops that went into this? You remember uh, Yakima Chief Hop hooks you up with a bunch of hops. You remember what hops yeah, went into this? I didn't use any Yakima Chief hops in this. Oh shit! Um, because I only used about eight ounces of hops. Okay. So I had talked to those guys. Uh, we had actually run into them um, when we were out at uh, Decibel Metal and Beer uh, in Philly this last uh, summer spring. Time's weird. I don't know anymore. Um, and we had talked to them about doing some different things, and they were like, "Well." It sounds like you don't need any hops at all for this. And I was like, no, I'm probably just going to throw something I have in just to get a little bit of bitterness. So uh, we used a hop out of Michigan called Emerald Spire, but it's such a small volume and really the, the tartness and sourness of this kind of takes over. So really the hop presence is, is really isn't even supposed to be noticed in this beer. So Interesting. I just, well, shout out to Yakima Chief Hops yeah, yeah. for hooking yeah. us all up we, and, and just realizing yeah. that you don't even need us. We use, yeah, right. We use <laughs> We use a ton of Yakima Chief uh, uh, cryo hops and all kinds of other beers that we use. Um, and yeah, I, I love all I love their uh, their cryo hops, American Noble hops. We oh, use yes. a lot of those. So we just didn't use them in this beer. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Talk to me about Cosmic Eye. What's going on here? How many years has this been running? Um, the vibe here is very, very chill laid back cool factor and you're like this is basically how i decorate my house yeah, yeah. you said that to me when you showed me around before yeah so, yeah. so what's the story so sitting here today five years ago um five years ago today would have been the second day of our soft opening really um so we we did uh two days of soft openings for our industry friends um, and just f friends and family. Uh, and then we opened our doors for business on October 1st of 2018. Oh, shit. So, so there's yeah, an anniversary it's, coming up. It's our anniversary. So, yeah. We always do. We cheat and do our anniversary party early uh, so we don't have to fight Husker football for Saturdays in, in our anniversary party. There you go. It's just... So we have our fake anniversary in August, and then we have our real anniversary right now that's what so better way well, than with, with the a carnival of death tour coming through yeah and, yeah <laughs> uh you have just recently started putting on shows here with yeah. cosmic eye live yeah so yeah we've uh, differentiated the venue space from the brewery space um a lot of that is really we're using this as they an do. all ages space um which might Where's sound weird future? for a brewery Man, kids Absolutely. need to go to shows. If we don't have kids going to shows, nobody's going nobody's going to shows when they're 23 years old. So, um I wanted this to be a space, and we are a community space for everybody. Um, so we're doing all ages shows here, um, and because of that, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, you can't advertise alcohol to people under 21. Um, so we're differentiating the venue space a lot primarily for social media ad purposes, um, but also 
Not all of our customers are huge metalheads, um, and you know, bashing everybody's head down all the time with some of these shows. We really just wanted to be able to kind of keep branding and, and advertising the brewery as it is, and start kind of a separate stream and separate idea for the venue. So, was it always a, a, a part of the concept five years ago when you opened to have a show space? Yeah. So we originally weren't going to take as much space as we were planning on. On here and in the the back burner was always like we could do a venue here you know we have so many friends in the industry um, you know and one of the things we always heard I'd be like why don't you guys play here and they'd say yeah. well there's, there's no. only a couple venues that we can play at there's always holds we can't get in it's hard to book shows it's hard to, hard to get a show here um, and so it's always been in the back of my mind you know Okay, like what do, what do we do to change that? And so when we had all this extra space, we've got room for about 200 people in the back. So it's a, a great size room for, for heavy shows in this part of the country. Um, and it's just always been on the back burner. Um, we originally were going to start doing this right before COVID hit. Um, and then I didn't spend the money on our gear. And then I ended up having to spend all that money just to stay open. Yeah. Um, and so it's really been in pandemic kind of recovery time uh, that we got enough money put together. I got a great deal on a really loud, rad PA. <laughs> and then once we saw that happening, the, once we saw that we could, hey, we can afford this, we can afford this, um, we were like, let's just do it. Oh, um, yes. And so, yeah, we're... We've done shows off and on for like anniversary parties. Uh, we've done some one-off shows here and there when we're, where we've rented PAs and lights, but it's so, I mean, it's so expensive. You know, you do a show, you rent a PA, you rent the lights, it's, you know, 1500 bucks and all of a sudden... Plus the guarantee. Yeah, plus, plus, plus paying bands, plus paying, paying an engineer, plus paying our staff. And really, we were just taking a bath every time we were doing shows. Um, so we were always doing shows with either good friends locally that we knew we could get good draws from or with just people that we knew and like really were friends with and respected a lot. Um, and, but we take a hit every time we do it. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So now, but, now, now, you know, now you've invested. And yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of this for me that, um, I'm a fan first and a business person on it second, you know, <laughs> which, you know, might not be the best vibe all the time, but you know I'm doing this because I love it. I love I love music, but I love heavy music the most, and we just want to we just want to fly the flag for that here in Nebraska. I love it. We want to be the destination for heavy music in Nebraska. Well, you're, you're, you're making a good step I've towards that. I've joked with people that I, I tell people we want to be the St. Vitus of the Great Plains. Yeah, so I love that. That's our goal here, <laughs> and we you know we see routing all the time, um, and you know everybody's going from. Uh, Twin Cities to Denver, Chicago to Denver, vice versa. And especially with people that have drivers, you know, this is, you got to stop here. You know, you got to stop. You got to spend the night. So, you know, now you've got a place to stop halfway, play a show. Um, you know, we're not going to draw what Chicago does. We're not going to draw what Minneapolis draws. Everybody knows this, but you got to show. Um, and you're very well taken care of. And yeah, and we, you know, as a fan, I want to take care of everybody. I want everybody to be happy. Um, and, you know, we're just here to spread the good word of of the riff. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's, let's taste this yeah, raspberry Yeah, let's hit the version. raspberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested. Now, for myself, raspberry is like the perfect 
Adjunct. Yeah, sometimes raspberry for me, while I don't dislike it, sometimes raspberry for me delicious. that little bit of like that, like medicinal cough syrup. Okay. And it's always a fine line for me. Um, we just put out a raspberry wheat beer this year. Oh, my God. It's like it's 1996. It's a 1996 <laughs> brew pub. Uh, so we put out this raspberry wheat this year. And one of the things I really struggled with on the first batch uh, was having kind of that medicinal taste to it. Um, but we've kind of changed how we've used the products that we're using um, and really kind of found a sweet spot for it. So I'm, I'm not getting that at all with this no. syrup in this no, beer. No, 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 no. But that's always for me. I have a really weird sensitive palate uh, to certain things, and that's always a thing that just jumps out to me. So I'm always I'm always scared to use raspberry. But I'm talk, glad it works. Talk about the, <laughs> your beer concept. Um, I've been visiting a lot of breweries throughout this tour. Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely an identity throughout the beer, too. So so talk to me about your brewer's mindset. Yeah. And what beers you brew and why you brew them and what is the concept. Yeah, yeah, Um, So I think the thing that's important for me here... With so many new breweries, with so much hype beer in the market. The chasing. And, you know, people are always chasing these new things. People are all, and I'm all for experimentation. I'm all for people doing their thing, right? So sometimes when I talk about this, I think I come off like, you suck. Man, man, man yells at Right, right. So, you know, there's 9,500 operating breweries in the United States now. God damn. And... I always say, if we were all doing the same thing, wouldn't it be boring, right? Yes. So, you know, I love seeing what other people are doing. I might not want to drink it. I might not care about it. I'm stoked you're happy. I'm stoked the people you're selling it to are happy. That It's all good. But for me, I'm flying the flag for classic styles. But I'm also not just doing them straight up, you know. Um, I want you to recognize something as what it should be, but we might be using a new different hop or we might be like trying different techniques. So I'm not really like going out and, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not just grabbing brewing classic styles and, and trying to clone recipes, you know, um, Pilsner Raquel is amazing. I don't need to remake that. Right. They, they nailed it. They killed it for hundreds of years. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to necessarily recreate anything you know it's like uh, i just read an article the other day about the 50 worst ideas in movie history <laughs> and one of them was uh about gus van zandt is that the director's name that's that's definitely the director's name yeah yeah so he redid alfred hitchcock's psycho shot for shot in like 1998 or something like really? that and, like, to me, and I went and watched it, and it was the, the weirdest thing you've ever seen, right? You're like, I've seen this movie, literally. With different actors. With different actors. Vince Vaughn was in it. So, yeah. yeah. And I think Anne Hesch. Yeah, anyway. yeah, 100% right. So, like, to me, going and trying to, like, recreate exactly something is very much like that to me. It's already been done. They killed it. There's no way that my dumb ass is, is going to do a better job at it, you know? It's about 100, 100 years of perfection. <laughs> right. So and they make the same beer every day, every Every week. day, in and out, 
they've got a lab. Yeah. They've got fine tuned machines. Like, this is me in a in the brew house here. It's me and one other dude. Really? Um, I do most of the work production. Uh, he does most of the cellar work. Um, and then Brittany, who's one of our bartenders, and Mandy, who's one of our bartenders, comes in and, and helps us do pack off. God so darn, it, yeah. it's me and one other dude that does all our production. Mad hustle. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm tr- I'm trying. I want you to recognize something as what it should be, um, but but I always put my own spin on it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for us, classic styles. You know, I've got a hazy that pops in every once in a while. Um, you know, we do a lot of collab beers. Um, we've done a lot of collab beers with bands. Um, we've done a lot of collab beers with you. Um, we've done, uh, and we've also done a lot of collab beers with local businesses that we're friends with. We do one uh, with a tattoo shop in Omaha that we're friends with, tattoo shop in Lincoln that we're friends with. I do one every year for my barber shop's anniversary party. Um, there's a skateboard shop here, Precision Skateboards. It's been open for I think this is their 34th or fifth year, wow. maybe even six. That's crazy. Uh, and we do a beer with them every single year. Um, so we're always trying to like you know bring people in, do community things like that. Talk to me about the you mentioned community twice. Now talk to me about the importance of building a community. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think a lot of it. I mean, I think a lot of it just comes from the way I was raised. I mean, I was raised in a small town. Um, I grew up in a church. I'm no longer active in the church. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> but you know, I was always a very tight knit for us. Um, I was always you know active in Boy Scouts. I was always active in music and, and school things. Um, and then as, as I got older and like got into college and moved out of my small town, um, you know, I, I originally went to school in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, I will still say there was maybe no better place in the world to be 18 years old in 1994. Um, it was just show, 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 shows. Um, and really just like learning how to be part of a scene. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that stuff's always just stuck with me. And I will always say that what we can do together is always better than what we can do apart. And so, you know, we're always looking for connections. Um, we're always looking to do things with other people instead of doing it alone. Um, And especially now in the social media age, one of the very cool things is when you're doing these collaborations is you bring your people and I'm bringing my people. And we've got this cross stream of people that might not know. And it it was free. Yeah. You know, all we had to do was say we're doing it. Yeah. And then here you go. And it's just, it's just for us. I mean, we do a lot of art shows here. Um, we use our backspace to do a maker and art fair two or three times a year. Really? That's awesome. Um, yeah. Like next Friday is uh, every first Friday we bring in a new artist um, and they have their work up for, they come in for a Friday night. Uh, and kind of have their own gallery show. This is a thing that happens all across Lincoln. Um, and then we keep their art up all, all month. And then next month's new person. And we work, uh, we work with our friends on as many things as we can. Uh, our friend Eric Anderson uh, is a fantastic tattooer. Uh, and he's also uh, has a vibe that is no one else's. Um, and is a good dude and lives four blocks away. Amazing. Um, and so we work with him now on a, on a whole uh, whole rebrand refresh. But you know, I'm always looking for um, connections with people. Um, I'm always looking for somebody that can do something.
something better than I can, somebody who has different ideas than we do. Um, and you know, it, it pays off, you know, always, you know, yeah. Being and it's, humble and it's and just like fun, man. You know, it's fun. Making connections with people that know a little bit more than you is something that I've been doing for years. You know, and one of the things that's hard, I mean, this is very similar. Brewing is very similar to the music industry. Very much. So. Um, you know, people that are the consumer or the fan see the fun and see the party, you know, they don't see the eight hour drive. The load they in. don't see load in. They yeah. don't see load out. And it's very similar in brewing. Yeah. They don't see they don't see the waiting around for the late truck to show up with your cans. They don't see the you're broken down. They don't see the oh the electricity went out and I can't do anything today. Because when we face the public, it's with a smile. Always. You know, and no matter how hard your day is, somebody else might have had a worse day than you. That's true. And they're coming to the show and they're co- or they're coming to have a beer to get rid of their bad day. They need a, a, an experience. Yeah, right. And so, you know, I, th- I think, um, you know, I we're here to make people happy. And it's even on my worst day, <laughs> even during COVID. Um, you know, even when it's hard, um, you know, there's, it's, it's easy to find joy in it, even on a bad day. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Listen to this sweet guy. We're on hit. He- we're on heavy metal podcast talking about sweet, nice things. We're going to have a good night. We're going to keep hanging out here, but not with anyone listening. Sam, this is a true pleasure. I can't wait to get up on that stage yeah. and perform in your venue. Dude. It's so goddamn cool. My man, I'm so glad you're here for this. And I, I've been looking forward to this since we since we got the whole date. Hell yeah, yes. Yeah. Cheers, my man. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, this was an awesome episode to put together, uh, albeit I must admit that I feel like I did not record enough content throughout this tour. It's uh, something that I regret. I had intended to record a bunch of content with so many people throughout the tour, and it just didn't happen. I decided to spend my time with the individuals that came out to the show just to hang out with them, to really connect with them face-to-face without a microphone in between us. And on one hand, I'm super glad that I did that because I made deep connections with these awesome people that I've been talking to for many years and I didn't have a chance to be with because of everything that was happening in the world. Finally back on tour since 2019, I had the chance to connect with so many people that I've been connecting with over the years uh, via the internet and finally together, but I did not record as much content as I planned to do. So I apologize to you guys, uh, everyone that I did hang out with. It was a great pleasure and I can't wait to keep hanging out the next time Cryptopsy comes through uh, or if ever you come through Montreal, just let me know. We'll go grab a beer. Massive cheers to you all. And I promise that when I tour again, I will try to record some more uh, so that all of you Vox and Hops heads can get a little bit more of a glimpse into what was going on day to day while I'm on tour. Massive cheers to Andrew Tremblay, Evan Welch, Tony Bellis, and Sam Riggins for sitting down with me and being a part of this episode. I appreciate you all. Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Middle Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week that contains all of the details of everything that has happened recently in the world of the Vox and Hops Middle Podcast. You get to see which episodes I dropped recently. You will get to see which episodes I have coming up. You will get to hear about any projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public. You will also get to find out what's going on in the world of Cryptopsy and with Asgamora Burns. 
dropping just last month. We have a lot of stuff going on. So if you want to be up to date in that, sign up to the mailing list. The mailing list also includes all the details of all the albums that the Vox and Hops album review crew have reviewed recently. And you will get to see which albums Jerry Monk, Vox and Hops' metal architect, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. There's always a lot of stuff going on in the world of the Vox and Hops metal podcast. So please do me a favor and sign up to the mailing list because I hate when you miss a single thing. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer rest of the week. I will be back next week with another episode on Tuesday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. Hey, you. Did you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 20. 020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.